All right, let's begin. We left off yesterday um, at the Mishnah. I'm Amdalim and Al. Metatl Ner Chodash Avaloy Yashem. The Mishnah says, Mishnah introduces a new concept in Hilchat Mukta. We're learning a lot of Hilchat Mukta here in Parakira. Now the Mishnah introduces a new concept. It says the Mishnah Metatl Ner Chodash Avaloy Yashem. We may, one may move a ner chadash, a new candle. What does it mean, a new candle? Um, it hasn't. It's never been used. It's never been lit. It's a candle, but it's clean. Totally, totally clean. The way that their candles work, imagine a, you know an earthenware vessel that has oil burning in it. Eventually, it gets very sooty and disgusting. And it seems like from the uh, from the conversation of the Mishnah, the Gemara, almost immediately, it gets very sooty and disgusting. Um, so that brings it into the category of what's called mukta machmas mius, something that's mukta because it is vile, it's disgusting. Um, so when you have a brand new candle that's never been lit, that doesn't have a problem with mukta machmas mius for the simple reason that it's not disgusting, it's never, it's not dirty. Avo, right? However, lo yashin says the Mishnah. Once it's an old candle, it's dirty and you can't move it, right? A candle is not really the word is really more like a lamp, right? A lamp. That which is in the ka'ara, the dish um, uh, of the uh, of the candle, that is forbidden. Excuse me, I jumped. Hashem and Shemineir. Oh, excuse me. I don't know what I did over here. I went off the line. My mistake. Um, Back in Mishra, Shemineir, Kohaneris Metaltolin, Chutz Minhaner Hadelik Bishat. Rabbi Shimon says you can move whatever candle you want. He doesn't agree with this, right? He says I don't care. I don't know what all this business is. It's not a problem, with the exception of chutzman haner hadelik b'shabbos, a candle which is burning on on Shabbos itself. You can't move a burning candle. Any other candle you can move, right? I remind you that Rabbi Shimon does not hold of the concept of mukta. Why can't you move a burning candle? You may put it out. Tanra you can move a brand new candle, right, an unused candle, but not a dirty candle. That's the opinion of Yehuda. You know what? You can move whatever candles you want. A new point, a new angle. You cannot move a candle which was used to light another thing on Shabbos, something that someone used to violate Shabbos. That gets into a new concept, a new halacha called Muktzeh Machmas Isser. When somebody uses an item to perform an Isser, a mayor holds, that makes it Muktzeh. But he doesn't hold of the concept of Muktzeh Machmas Mirz, something being Muktzeh because it's disgusting. So therefore, you can move an old candle, even though it's gross, even though it's unpleasant. However, you cannot move a candle which has been used for something prohibited for Isser. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Right? With the exception of a candle which is burning on Shabbos. And again, that's because you may accidentally put out the candle while transferring it from place to place. Okay. Says the Gemara, Kavsa, once it's extinguished, you can move it. Aval, however, a cup a plate, 
and an ashashis. What's an ashashis? Is a lamp or a lantern, right? Like a glass enclosed lantern. Lo You should not move them from their place. You should, you, you, Shimon said, you can derive benefit from the extinguished candle and from the oil which drips out of the candle when it's lit. Even when the candle is actually lit. Why is that a chiddish? Because, so I'm sorry, is not quite an extinguished candle. It means a candle which is on its way to being extinguished. The fire is dying already on its own. You want to help yourself to the oil. Because it's universally accepted that you can... Uh, that you may not take oil from uh, from a candle that's burning, right? And just you know a, a perfectly normal candle, and help yourself to the oil because that's kibbutz. You're causing the, the candle to go out earlier than it would have otherwise gone out. So it's long distance kibbutz. It's uh, you're extinguishing the candle ultimately. However, in our case, since Noah uh, is actually going to talk about what exactly the differences are, but. Um, a candle which is on its way to being to going out on its own um, is a different story. Okay. I'm going to buy it. Shimon holds like his father of Shimon in one in one aspect. But he disagrees with him in another. He holds like his father in one aspect. The less lemuktzet. He, like his father, doesn't hold a mukta. Right, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Ba'yichai, does not believe in the existence. <coughs> does not believe in the existence of mukta. He doesn't hold a mukta. He disagrees with him on one and one side of things. His father holds that you can only um, you can only uh, use the oil once the candle has gone out. Rabbi Shimon permits a more expansive use of oil, even when the candle is still burning, if it's on its way to going out, or it's being metaftaf into some other dish, you can use that oil. Okay? Right? For you, Sobar, Afogav Lai Kava, Avokais, Tukar, Vashachis, Leazizim, Okay? Well, I should really break that up. Afogav Lai Kava, even though it has been extinguished. So it says the Gemara, the Gemara now continues by quoting, Once you have a cup, a dish, or an ashashis, a lamp, a lantern, you should not move it. Why are they any different? What makes these vessels special that they shouldn't be moved? Says the Gemara, Seifa son of Yehuda. Right? We have been saying, we have been assuming that these, this quotation is the opinion of Rav Shimon, right? That Rav Shimon is saying, Rav Shimon is saying you can move any candle, but not a cup, plate, or lamp, which presumably contain a candle. So why should this be any different? Why should this be any different? Um, so says the Gemara, like this. I'll tell you a solution. Amarula seifas on Rav Yehuda. Now, it's not Rav Shimon talking anymore. Really, Rav Shimon holds you can move all of these uh, vessels as well. And this is Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda is continuing by saying, you should know, not only is it forbidden to move a regular candle, you can't move a candle in any of these alternative vessels either. Maskeful Marzutra, 
my avol, if what you're saying is true, my avol, so why does the sentence open up with avol, however, but, right, that implies that we're comparing it to a previous case that's permitted, which can only fit with the statement, I shouldn't say only, but uh, makes a lot more sense with the statement of Rib Shimon. In theory, you go with the statement of Rebbeir. So, uh, but to say that it goes with Rebbe Yehuda doesn't make any sense. It says, the Gemara El Amrazutra Lailam Rib Shimon. It must really be Rib Shimon. Right? It's really Rib Shimon. If he got started Rib Shimon, the Nair Zuta the Daiti Love. Rib Shimon permitted. Uh, the moving of a candle with only with a small candle, the Daiti Love. When a small candle, when I light a small candle before Shabbos, I know that it's going to go out at some point on Shabbos. So I say to myself, you know what, I may decide to use the oil that's in this candle for some reason. So therefore, it's Daiti Love. I have intent going into Shabbos that I'm going to use it. However, Havahani says the Gemara. The nefishi lot, right? These which are much larger vessels, so I don't assume that they're going to go out. I don't assume that they're going to go out, and therefore, um, I don't think about them going into shabbos. It's a bit of a strange uh, approach for a number of reasons. It says the gemara right away. Hold on one second. Um, the, uh, so. Uh, Says the Gemara, but Tanya, Moisar, Hashem, Hashem, and Ebershevikara, Asur, Ebershev, Matu. We have a clear, a rice which clearly states that the leftover oil, which is in the nair, the candle, or the kara, or the plate, or a dish, is forbidden. Ebershev, Matu, and Ebershev permits it. So we see Ebershev sometimes permits a kara. That's the Gemara. Hasam kara dumi the nair. Halcha kara dumi the kais. Right? Don't get confused with the names of the dishes. We're talking about a large plate and a small plate. So a large plate is one thing, but a small plate, we can assume, just like a small nair, a small candle, um, that you're going to uh, have in mind that you may choose to use the oil. Okay. Very well. Very well. Let's move along. Amr of says of Pemut. What's a pemut? A pemut is something like our modern candlesticks. A metal candlestick of some kind, or a candle holder. Shehidlik by b'shabes, which you used on Shabbos. Lidivre hamatir, right? According to the opinion, which permits, right, a ner yashan, an old candle, Rashi explains. According to the opinion that permits an old candle, permits you to move an old candle, is aser. It's forbidden to move a pemut, which was used to light a candle on Shabbos, right? To light something else on Shabbos. Because even though, right, a metal candlestick, Rashi explains, doesn't get filthy, it doesn't get dirty. It's not so disgusting, right? We use metal candlesticks. They're fine. They're not so vile, right? Even if you don't use some kind of separation between the candle and the candlestick. That's disgusting. However, that being said, if you use it to light something else on Shabbos, it's still Muktzimachmasiser. So according to the opinion that permits everything else, you're still going to forbid the pamut, which was used to light something else on Shabbos. However, according to the oiser, according to the opinion that holds 
that the whole issue is because of Mukta Machmas Mius, right? It's going to be totally fine. It's going to be totally fine because he doesn't hold a Mukta Machmas Yisr. So it's not disgusting because it's a metal candlestick. And the fact that you used it to light something else on Shabbos, you shouldn't have done that, but that doesn't mean you can't use it because there's no such thing as Mukta Machmas Yisr. Says the Gemara, hold on. Lememra, are you really telling me the Rebbe Yehuda Mukta Machmas Mius Isle? Are you telling me that Rabbi Yehuda holds a Mukta Machmas Mius, but not a Mukta Machmas Yisr? We have a brisa openly that says specifically, Rabbi Yehuda says specifically in reference to metal candles and candle holders, that you can move them because they're not Mius unless you use them to light something on Shabbos, presumably because of Mukta Machmas Yisr. Says the Gemara, you're right, we're totally wrong, I'll eat my hachi and my... Amra Zera, Pimucha Liko Alav Bishabis, Divri Hakol Asur. Loyin Liko Alav, Divri Hakol Mutter. Or Zera was trying to say was everyone agrees that a metal candlestick, um, as long as you don't light with it on Shabbos, is totally fine. Zera can't have said what we thought he said because it just makes no sense. Okay, moving on. This is a very short tap, gentlemen. We're going to be done in five minutes. Amr Bihuda. If I have a bed, a platform, a bench of some kind, that I am that I designate for money. I keep my right, it's more like a more of a bedside table than a bed. I keep stuff on it and I keep money on it. So also the top I can't move it. Once I was miyachid, even though right, even though I didn't put any money on it yet. However, once I designated it, I already can't move. It says the Gemara Maitsir Nachum Bar Yitzchak. We know the halacha is, right, from our uh, from our Mishnah, that you can move a new candle, but not an old candle, right? Now, obviously, the question is, a new candle means a candle that's never been lit, but it's a but it's a candle. Ultimately, it's going to be a candle. It says the Gemara, Uman a candle which has no other purpose than to be lit. Right, it has no other pet purpose then to be used for Isser, but one, but until I actually light with it, right? Until I should say, until I actually light with it, right? I'm still left with it. A bed, which is primarily not really intended for holding money, you just chose to use it for holding money. It should be a kolshkein that you should be permitted to move it. Just right, the fact that you designated it for future placement of money doesn't mean that it. Uh, that it should be uh, immovable without money on it, right? Designation, Hasmona is Hasmona is really Milsa? Is designation really a thing? Says the Gemara, El Yitmar Hachiyitmar. This is really what was said. I'm reviewed on my rab. Meet the Sheikh Adel Mois, a bed which has been designated for money. Hiniach Alel Mois Asulatalkla. If you place money on it, then you can't move. Hiniach Alel Mois Mutlatalkla. But if you didn't put any money on it, then you can move it. All you want. Now, says the Gemara. Gemara continues. Lo yichad lemois. Now, if you're not designated, you don't designate it for money. Yesh alehamois. If it has money on it, also taltula. If it has money on it, then you can't move it still because you're moving money. But if it doesn't have any money, then mutla taltula you can move it. With that, the exception of one case, there can't be any money on it 
Bein Hashemashas. If the money's on a Bein Hashemashas and somehow it's taken off, still it becomes Mukta because it was Mukta during Bein Hashemashas. So now, says the Gemara like this. So now let me give you a little, uh, a little background. There's, you can get very lost over here. So there's a lot of information. We're going to focus on what's important to us. When you have a wagon, in Hilchus Kalim, in Hilchus Tomah, when you have a wagon, assuming the wagon's wheels are removable, right, just like a car's wheels, and like a wagon's wheels are even easier to remove probably than a car's wheels. So there are a number of debates in terms of Hilchus Kalim, Hilchus Tomas Kalim, whether we view the wheels in the wagon as one item or two in the situation, in the scenario that they are nishmatais, that they are removable wheels. So, one of those one of the ways we express those differences is if there's money sitting, if there's something mukta sitting on one or another of those parts, if there's something mukta sitting on the wheel but not on the wagon or vice versa, do we consider both items to be mukta? So the Gemara says, Rebbe Lezer, Amr Ula Masa Rebbe Lezer, Lezer asks, Muchni right, so this is a quote from the Mishnah in Kalim, Muchni it's wheels, in the scenario we just described, Bizman Nishmetes, when they are removable wheels, they're not considered to be connected to it, which that means in this case, if one becomes Tameh, the other doesn't necessarily become Tameh. Right, generally speaking, if I have, let's say I have a big Kli, I have the Stanley Cup, if one part of the Stanley Cup becomes Tameh, the entire Stanley Cup becomes Tameh, it doesn't matter. Right? So what measurement are we talking about? It doesn't get measured with it. So a very large vessel, like a wagon, which is really just a big vessel, if it can hold up to, uh, if it can hold at least 40 saw, right, if it's a very, very large wagon, it becomes, it loses its teras kli, right, we had ran into this concept earlier in the Masechta, it loses its status as a vessel, and it becomes able to be chaytzitz, it becomes able to block in front of a uh, toma, right, so it uh, no longer serves as an oil, it starts blocking toma. So the question is, when we make that measurement, depending on, this is going to be more relevant if you make that measurement based on displacement, I think, um, do we measure the uh, the wheels along with it? So, says the Gemara, right? it doesn't count, it can't help, you can't use the wheels to add to the measurement. And it does not help, um, assuming it is, assuming the wagon is indeed large enough, it doesn't have that same status as the wagon itself does to block Tuma, right? The Yein Gurun Aisab Shabbos, and you cannot drag it, you cannot move it on Shabbos, Bizman if there's money on it, right? In other words, if there's money on the wheel um, and, uh, and not on the wagon, and not on the wagon, then you cannot move the, um, the, uh, the wheels. Says the Gemara, we see, right? If there wasn't money on it, you would be allowed, right? Only if the money is on it on Shabbos is it forbidden to move. But if the money was on the wheel, and then was removed somehow, it fell off, you would be allowed to move. The fact that there's money on it, we see, doesn't cause a problem. Says the Gemara, the less late Mukta. This mission is Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon doesn't hold of Mukta. Rav, Rabbi Yehuda Sfirale, and Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore there must be Mukta, and that's why he said his thing. Okay, 
It's quite early, gentlemen, but we have finished the daf. So I think we'll call it a day.